Armin. Welcome to BizBuys on New Radio Media. I'm your host, Armin Nazarian, and today we have Sri Kaluva with uh, Unique Solutions Technologies. How are you? Good. Thank you very much. Good, good, good. And of course, we've got Paul Haba, fellow business broker. (laughs) He's been on the show a couple times. Pleasure to be back. Absolutely. Good to see you guys. Sri, define what you do. What is it exactly? What is Unique Solutions Technologies? What do you do? Well, that's a very interesting question. There's, uh, I guess this whole hour can be used up for just one that question. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, the, the unique solutions, uh, by, by nature, the definition of unique solution itself, that is the reason why we gave the name as unique solutions. Okay, so it's different. Uh, it is different. Right. It is unique. Um, a lot of businesses, uh, they go and they look for IT companies, right? Typically, when you search for IT company or when you look for IT company, what they typically do? They do a very good job, mm-hmm. uh, of course, in what they are very strong uh, at, which is maintaining the computers, networks, and making sure the computers are talking to each other and making sure there's no viruses are involved or make sure there is no unwelcomed guest. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Intrude into that. Um, so these are all uh, common IT service providers do, which we do that too okay. um, for small, mid, or large corporations. But certainly the way we serve the customers is three different segments. Okay. So small businesses, we act as an IT department. Okay. When I say small businesses, what I mean by that, they are uh, anywhere from five people to 250 people. Unemployees. Unemployees-wise. Sometimes the manufacturing industry, they may have 250 employees, but however, they may be using only 10 computers. Sure. Because that's where all their production is. They got to have more people on production. Right. right? So that's one set of organizations, customers, that we act as an IT department we take care of their network. We take care of their um, business um, process. Okay. Um, that is where we are different. Okay. We look at their entire business process. Mm-hmm. We help them navigate how the technology can be implemented. And typical IT service providers, they simply say, okay, I am dealing with your computers. I'm done. That's it. If there is any computer problem, call me. Call you. Right, right. But if there is any problem in your business, I don't know. Right. I don't care. So you're hands-on. We are hands-on. You're hands-on. Good. Right. So we bring in the best practices from various industries. When I am sitting with the business owner and I'm talking to them, or maybe a business operations manager, I'm talking to them what their business process is. Where is the first lead coming in? How the business coming in? How the orders are taken? How the orders are being executed? How the orders are delivered? And how the invoices are made and how the money is getting paid. So there are so many steps are involved. Absolutely, right? absolutely. So we go through all these steps okay. um, with the business owners and we identify where the technology can be implemented and what kind of technology can be implemented. Good. So we do all this business analysis. That Good. is where we are very unique. Good. More than so, in some cases, uh, you can buy the off-the-shelf software, right? Um, certainly, 
but that's, one solution that's more doesn't... cookie cutter, right? Right. That's, that's not custom. Exactly. Right. One solution doesn't fit for everybody. Right. Um, so there are many business cases where there is no software available at all in the market that fits into their business process. And that's where you come into play. Exactly. We write from the scratch. Okay, good. So we're not only taking care of the infrastructure, we also write the software from the scratch. Fantastic. That fits exactly into their own business needs. Got I tell you what, um, I wouldn't even know where to start. I'm glad you're on this <laughs> show because I wouldn't even know where to start. And Paul, you know, we sell businesses and... You know, where do you start? Where do you start? Technology, exactly. I have no clue where to even start. It so is correct. We're going to have a good hour talk here. Oh, you certainly. Know, and, Thank and, you. And, and in 20 years there. of my experience, there is so many examples. Yeah, I yeah. So, so it, it's good that you do custom. Yes. Um, you know, and we've sold, Paul, and you, you could back me on this. We've sold sure. many businesses where they've got uh, software in place. Uh -huh. and, and they'll tell me that, you know, I, I hired an IT company, right. and this is custom just for my business. That is correct. You know, so it's, it's not out of the box. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing I see when I'm selling businesses, people have software in place. Mm -hmm. They're just not using it to its fullest potential. Right. They don't know how to use it to mm -hmm. its fullest potential. You know, you go to listings, you ask them simple things like food costs and different costs that make up the business. Mm -hmm. Very important stuff. And they can't give you an answer. Mm -hmm. right. I'm like, you have this POS system with this, you know, you know, high technology software very integrated with all these different functions and you're not using it. Right. Right. Um, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to bring you in as a guest mm -hmm. so you could tell all the businesses owners out there right. that you exist Thank and you. you're here to help. I'm certainly, you know? yes. I mean, I'm sure if you are trying to sell the business, how hard it is for you to get the basic information. What is your revenue sure. and how much is your expense? Mm -hmm. Right. If you don't have a software, they, they don't even know how to use it. Sometimes, you know, it is true. They, they, they don't know that there's a, a manager's, you mm -hmm. know, report that they can pull or anything. So so you design a software that from start to finish, correct. go through all the reports, mm -hmm. very user friendly. That is correct. correct? That is correct. And, and explain and teach them how to use it Indeed. to get the full uh, full benefit. Absolutely. Any software uh, user interface is extremely important. Mm -hmm. Um, for example, when you go to your shop, you want to buy a, an envelope just for the sake of an en discussion, right. an envelope. If the envelope doesn't look good, right. feel good, what do you do? You do you buy it? Right, right. However, the strong the envelope, you can't even tear it apart. But if it doesn't look right. good, you can't. You and the same way with software. Uh, software mm -hmm. is right. the same. If it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't look good, users won't use it. Mm -hmm. Owners may be investing a million dollars to create the software. If the user interface is not intuitive enough for the end users to use it, they don't use it. Right. So all your investment is down the drain. So user interface is extremely critical. It has to be easy to use. Right. User friendly. You know, um, really quick, I want to touch on something. I walked into a listing recently. It was a pizzeria, mm -hmm. and they had a POS system. Mm -hmm. And I noticed they were handwriting their tickets. And I said, why are you handwriting your tickets? Is and the lady said, well, it's not a user-friendly POS system. We don't like the software on this thing. And yeah. um, and I'm like, well, this seems like a really expensive POS system. They're like, well, it was expensive, and we regret going with this company because they're not user-friendly. Mm -hmm. They don't provide very good uh, support, mm -hmm. and uh, that's very important when you're you know, buying a POS system right. for your business, especially that's, I mean, that's a main artery of the business, especially in the pizzeria industry, mm -hmm. because I mean, you know, depending on how you 
program the POS system. You could use it for deliveries, and you could pull up maps exactly where you're going. Right. And they weren't doing any of this. They were very old school. They went back to the old school methodology of handwriting the tickets. Sure. <laughs> and they had maps on their walls. And, you, you know, I noticed the driver was looking up uh, a street where he's going to deliver to. And I'm like, that's old school. You know, so, mm-hmm. you know, technology is so important today in, you know, in today's absolutely, business. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's another reason why a lot of these businesses that we sell, it's so important for them to consult with an IT professional. You know? I, I, I think also, um, Paul, Sri, is, you know, a lot of these people that have been in business, they're used to the old ways. That is correct. I'm a business owner. Everybody tells me now you got to have software. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are some of the questions I should be asking, uh, Sri, for software to ease my mind that, hey, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. Right. Keeping up with the times. Mm-hmm. If we're going to make it user friendly, mm-hmm. is there steps that I should uh, be asking? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so when you go on, on, on a, an appointment, how do you start? you know, explaining to them, this is what you, we need to do. It's interesting. You're asking me to sell you my services now? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We are, we are, when we get to break, we're going to have also, this is a live show, so we'll have a call-in number. They could call in and ask you questions. So, oh, wow, uh, okay. Be good. That's good. Thank you very much. Um, well, basically, in fundamentally, there is no pain, no gain. Right. Right. Uh, for any the famous business, saying, right? It's a famous saying. So we are to recognize what is the pain point. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned to you, we go through the whole business process, right? Right from the order coming in all the way to the delivery of the either product or the service. Where is the bottlenecks is what we identify, right? So for example, um, in the if it is a manufacturing company, okay. if the production is taking long time, longer than normal, or how can we reduce the production time? I mean, time is money. Absolutely, right? Right? absolutely, so, in business. Right, so what kind of tools that is necessary for improving the efficiency of the production? Now, when I'm saying tools, it's not necessarily hardware tools, wrenches, screwdrivers, but that's not necessarily alone. But now we are in a technology industry and we are looking at technology perspectives. Mm-hmm. So what software tools is needed? One of the basic software that anybody is looking for is inventory management system because I need to know if the parts are available or not. Right? And, and you know what? You're, you make a good point, Paul. We go through that. We do. Inventory. We, we were just talking about we do. that, you know, yes. on some of our deals with higher inventory. <laughs> they have no clue. They have, so no they clue. have absolutely no clue where they're at with it. That is correct. And uh, actually, nowadays, manufacturing companies need to look at how can I implement JIT process? What I mean by that, J-I-T, just in time. Right. So if you can implement the JIT process, you can totally eliminate the storage space and investment into the inventory. So all you need to do is just make sure the process is in place and your parts are coming in as you need it at the moment you need it. All these large corporations, they were already on this process. If you go tell Ford or even GM, you know, I have these widgets already made. I'm going to give it to you right now. Mm-hmm. They said, no, 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 no. Don't bring it to me right now. I don't even have a space to put them. Right. So those kind of things, you need to look at it. How can you manage the inventory? Mm-hmm. And more than so, a lot of times, especially manufacturing companies, you could, right. if you ask somebody, hey, what is the true cost of my product? They don't know. Half of it, I was going to say, they don't know. 
in my experience, eight yeah. out of 10 businesses don't know the exact answer to that. Mm -hmm. And at least uh, uh, more than a dozen companies, we focused and we wrote software just to answer that question. Right. What is the true cost of my, my product? What does it mean? In simple, you need to know the cost of the material. You need to know cost of the labor that's going into making the product. You need to know all these things, right? Put the proper tools in place and improve the efficiency. You know, Sri, back to what Armin was saying earlier. We just, I just had a closing. Armin just had a closing. Um, I sold a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I believe you sold a liquor a liquor store, store yeah. So, you know, when we took the listing on, the inventory was roughly between eight to ten thousand dollars. Right. Uh, when we sold the business, you know, they got to take inventory. Uh, the purchasers paying wholesale cost mm -hmm. back to the seller. Uh, when they took the inventory, it came back at thirteen thousand dollars. See, you know, five grand more than the minimum that we put on the sheet when we listed it. So, I mean, in that case, it didn't really create much of a problem. But in Armin's case, yeah, mine came in twenty-two thousand right? dollars. It was a hundred. A lot of difference. It was it was estimated at a hundred. It came in at a, at one hundred twenty-two thousand. So because they have no clue what inventory right. would be, so it's great when if they got these products in, yes, plug it into the system. All you have to do is just push a button. You should know right. what is the inventory and how much is the plug cost it of into the inventory. system, and then when somebody's there to buy it, and this can go with any business, any really, business. you know, yes. it's, as long as you have the software and the technology mm. in place, you should right. know exactly what your inventory is at any given point in time. Correct. I mean, yeah. software is not necessarily just because you implemented a software, it doesn't mean it is going to make everything right. No, no, but it, have it'll give it. you an approximate amount, which is relatively <clears throat> close to what the total should be. Right. That is correct. At the same token, we all know garbage in, garbage out. Mm -hmm. Right. right. In, in the inventory software, what you are inputting into the software is what is going to come out of the software. For sure. Right. If somebody says, well, we invested $20,000 to put this inventory software and it does nothing. Well, yes, it does nothing. <laughs> you have to do it. You right? have to use right. it. You, you have use to it. use it. So mm -hmm. business owners need to understand. It's not the business owner they're going to do the data entry every day. Right. They need to make sure their team is aware of it, the importance of that data entry. One of the things I notice, you know, going on these listings is, owners are over ordering their food, for yes. example, in restaurants. Uh, we'll use restaurants as an example. I mean, they might have five cases of chicken wings, you know, in their freezer. And what are they going to do? You know, <laughs> which will take them probably two months to use it. It's going to be spoiled. You know what I mean? So things like that, they could cut down on inventory on hand, uh, right. you know, cut down their costs. Put that money in your pocket. See, if you can, you know? if you can integrate the POS with the inventory or as an inventory part of the POS system, it should give you that projections. Great, Next great. week, right. what kind of inventory I need to have. Right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Oh, sure. Thanks. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The new Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. <laughs> Action. 
go to NewRadioMedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream what you want to live. Welcome back to BizBuys on New Radio Media. I'm your host, Armin Nazarian, and today we have Sri Kaluva with Unique uh, Solutions Technologies and Paul Haba also joining us. Um, this is a live show, so if it, there's any buyers or any people out there that are looking to call in and get some of their questions answered from Sri, you can call 844-999-9249. Sri, I hear this all the time, cybersecurity. Yes. Explain a little bit on that. <laughs> That's a very good question. Cybersecurity is a very vast subject. Okay. Uh, but in a nutshell, as I just mentioned a few minutes earlier, you don't want any unwelcome guests okay. into your home. Right. Right. It is the same thing. Uh, you don't want any users that are not permitted to be accessing in your network and your information. We are in an information age. Information is a gold pot that is sitting in your backyard. How you use it is up to you. Right. If you don't use it and you don't put a proper security around it, somebody will steal it. I mean, you take all the large corporations, Facebooks, Twitters, they are all surviving and thriving based on information, mm -hmm. nothing else. So cybersecurity need to be focused on the information. And moreover, we also need to look at the regulations. Some of the sensitive information, such as passport numbers, security, um, social so security, security yeah, numbers, yeah. right? D date of births. These are all sensitive information. And it's out there. It's floating it around. There. It's out there. But you as a business owner, for example, take a travel agent. Mm -hmm. How much sensitive information they have, right? Nowadays, everything is. Everybody is scanning the passports and sending it to them. Right. If you don't have a proper security protecting that information, as a travel agent, you are liable if somebody intrude into your network and take that use of that money. I mean, think about it. Even, even the credit report companies are themselves are vulnerable to it. And and, and uh, you hear it. It just happened yeah. not too long ago with exactly. a, a credit bureau, credit Equifax, bureau. I believe. Uh, it was. Yes, I, I believe so. Yeah, Equifax, so a lot breach. of it leaked out, right? Yes. So I mean, so, uh, 
three quarters of social security numbers. I'm just giving the number, not don't count me on that right. number precisely, but three quarters of numbers, social security numbers are already gone. So your number is already gone. We really don't know. My number is already gone. We really don't know. So cybersecurity is very, very important. Important. So even the small businesses, certainly small businesses, what they think, well, I'm so small, what do I got? I don't need it, right. Right. So I've actually written a big article about it um, in, in my LinkedIn page. Uh, anybody can look at it. Um, small businesses are actually under threat. What I mean by that? Nowadays, everybody has got a great bandwidth coming from Comcast internet connection or uh, AT&T connection. So bandwidth of the connections are very big. Mm -hmm. So these cyber, uh, uh, cyber criminals, they're malicious activities. They not necessarily coming, wanting to come into your network uh, for stealing information from you, but they want to use your network as a uh, sleeping cell. Mm -hmm. And they can spread the malware from, from yours. your network, right? Because now the date bandwidth and internet connections are so so fast and so big, they can use your network as a sleeping cell. So cybersecurity, everybody very has important. to worry about. Very, very, very important. important. Everybody I, has to worry about it. I know we in, in business brokerage world we have a lot of important information. Absolutely. You know, between buyers, sellers, and everything of that But sort when of. you are dealing with the businesses, ask them one simple question. What kind of security software are you using? Correct. Nine out of ten small businesses, they are using free antivirus software. And that's normal, I think. I think you just see that, and it comes with the computer, and you're going to say, okay, let me just, you know, pay the fee and, and get it. No, but when you are using free antivirus software, right. that's, first of all, it is illegal. Mm -hmm. When you look at the uh, user agreement, how many people read that user agreement? But right. it's clearly defined. It sure. is not for commercial use. Mm -hmm. So you're basically breaching the agreement that you're going to click I accept. Okay. And number two, it is not meant for protecting the businesses. Mm -hmm. It's meant for using the, I mean, the single house, residential, mm -hmm. probably. right? So you're not only breaching the agreement that you're accepting, you're also using substandard product to protect right. your industry. Not 100% protection there. So my recommendation to all small businesses is do not ever use free antivirus softwares to protect your business. What precautions can, can a, a business owner take? Oh, the simple precautions. Okay. Um, they need to have antivirus software. Okay. Number Whether it's one. a cell phone. Uh, whether it's a computer, tablet, whatever it is, mm -hmm. they need to have a proper security. And second thing is they need to have those licenses active all the time. Right. Typically what happens when you buy a license, you buy a license for one year or two years, and then you forget about it. And despite the fact they give you the indications through the emails or whatnot, we forget. So those licenses need to be active all the time. And thirdly, they need to continuously looking at those antivirus softwares are running on your devices. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons you can hire the IT companies. They monitor these things, sure. right? So they look at whether you have uh, proper security software is functioning or not. It's not necessarily you bought the license, but does it function or not? So right. these are the basic things that they need to worry about. And another important thing is they need to train their users. Mm -hmm. Users are the most um, important part, not necessarily the software. Because we all know 
if we don't give them a proper education, they click on an email that they're not supposed to be. 100%, I agree with right? that. Now, who do you blame? <laughs> so, right. right. You blame can't that? blame the user right. because they don't know. They don't know. Right? And at the same time, you can't it blame It starts from the, the top. You know? yeah. The operator's got to explain it to the employees exactly. how to use it. So, the, however the small the business is, they need to train their users at least once a year, mm -hmm. if not every month, on this basic uh, technology uh, perspective. Right. Don't click whatever. Make sure there is no, uh, you know where it is coming from. So I have actually written one article, the email that could have ruined my life in uh, my LinkedIn page. Really? Yes. It's very interesting. And I got a very good feedback from my friends. It's, feedback it's, uh, is great. You know, right. it's it's a powerful tool, you know, getting feedback. Sure. What you're doing right, what you're not doing, you know, and, and all that stuff. Um, technology selection. Mm -hmm. I have nowhere, I don't know where to start. So I've got numerous companies I'm going to interview. Mm -hmm. What should I be asking for? I don't even know what to ask for. Do I tell you what I, um, uh, I, I actually, I probably want to do some due diligence on the company, correct? Certainly find out how long they've been in business. Are you a local company? Are you a national company? You know, not to get sideswiped, but, you know, I sometimes get emails from out of the country, international mm -hmm. companies saying, hey, we'll do IT work for you. Mm -hmm. Is it something I should uh, trust? Should I go face to face with somebody? Um, selection wise, what do I do? Well, as I as I mentioned to you, you if you are a business owner or mm -hmm. a business manager, you are responsible for improving the efficiency. Right. You are responsible for cybersecurity, making sure the security is done. See, there are five fundamental best practices they have to any business have to look okay. at. Number one, their security. Number two, the backups. Number two, make sure their connections and everything is intact. Computers are up dated as they are supposed to be. And number four, what softwares are they using? Mm -hmm. And number five, how they can get support when there is an emergency happens, right? Who is the backup? Who is the support person that they can go to? Are they relevant? Right. So these are all five aspects any business need to pay attention to. Pay attention and ask. Yes. Ask. Yes. So. Right. Now, the technology selection. Mm -hmm. When you say technology selection, my mind goes straight to these softwares, right? Okay. I mean, yes, when you say technology selection, what kind of anti antivirus software or security software I can right. protect? And what kind of uh, business management software mm -hmm. I should do? What kind of uh, inventory management software? So these things need to look at it. As you mentioned, yes, when you are buying the softwares, you need to look at who is making that software, who is behind, who is backing that software company. Right. So there are many, many questions. So you on your end, sure, you guys are 24-7 pretty much, right? Yes, we are. You guys are constantly monitoring everything that's out there. That is For correct. all the people that are using your software. Certainly. Okay. I mean, there is always new products coming into the market. Right. So we assess those products, and we always look at it, okay, are these products fit for my customer's business case right. or not? Right. And uh, if... I mean, so many companies, they have the servers, for example. In general, any business need to look at their replacement of their server at every five years. Do they do it? No. Right. It's it's very challenging to replace a server. Sure. 
And they always say, oh, we'll do it later. We'll do it later. Well, and then if you're stuck, you know, in the same routine, doing the same program, uh-huh. here's something new that we got to start. Here's something I got to train all my employees on again. You know, it's, that is true. You know, it's, it's, it's time consuming. It is true. So. And the technology is an evolution, right? So you continuously add more. Right. You also look at it. So if you don't, if you don't continuously upgrade your technologies, you're, you're gonna fall behind. behind. Yeah, you're gonna fall behind for sure. That creates a lot of ripple effects, and it's changing mm-hmm. every six months, if not every month. That's not it. Every Hold your months. thought. We're gonna go to a quick break. We'll be right back. Thank you. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. And action. Millions of ducks. You guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at newradiomedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream what you want to live. Welcome back to BizBuys on New Radio Media. I'm your host, Armin Nazarian. I have Paul Hobb and uh, Sri Kaluva with me from Unique Solutions Technologies, and we're talking about IT technologies. Yeah. Um, again, for any listeners that want to call in and ask Sri a question, uh, our number is 844-999-9249. Sri, before we went to break, we left off at uh, cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, backup. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the things I don't do. I probably should be doing it, correct? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so Absolutely. I, I may be talking for a lot of people out there, you know, but I don't do it. I should do it. <laughs> you know, it comes crashing down. Okay, you know, where's your backup? I don't know. You know, and you know what happened actually a couple of years ago, Paul. Um, Paul and I have known each other for a couple of years, and we worked together, and it happened, and I just lost everything. You know, it's it's crazy. So uh, your thought is definitely back up. Of course, there's yeah, no compromise there's, to it. There's no compromise. That, that's a necessity, just like breathing. <laughs> it is, absolutely, also. absolutely. As long as you have a computer, forget about computer, as long as you have even cell phone, you have to back up nowadays. Right, uh, right. I mean, com- cell phones are already easy, and they already have come in built, built-in built backup mechanism. Uh, that's fine. But if you have a computer, especially in your um, um, business, business information, as I said, information is a gold part. You don't want to lose it. You don't want to break it, right? You have to have a backups, and those backups can be done automatic. Right. 
And nowadays, there's a cloud backups also there. But there right. are some reservations. Some of the business owners they have cloud backup. I don't know who they are, and I don't know where it is going to be. I, I, I'm fine with that. Right. But you certainly need to have a backup process. Here is the kicker. A lot of companies, they do have backups. Mm-hmm. Right? But what we experience is when something really goes wrong, you go try to pull out from the backup, there's nothing in the backup drive. So they think that everything is backing back up, to, right? But, it's but not. there's nothing happening. But along the lines, over the course of six months or one year, something must be broken. Nobody right. pay attention. So no one pay, no one pays attention. No to one it. pay attention, and it's wiped out. It's wiped out, and they think they have the backup running, right? But really, there is no content going into the backup drives. So once in a while, you have to make sure, if not once in a while, frequently enough, if not every week. Can I retrieve the content from my backup? Right. If today some disaster happens, how can I retrieve my information from the backup? Is it somewhere in the hard drive though? If it's not backed up, is it stored in the hard drive at all? Can you well, if the, retrie- if, retrieve it from there or? Yes, there's a different situations. Right. Right. You use a backup software mm-hmm. that will take your hard drive and put it into an external hard disk. I'm just using that as a okay. basic example. Right. Right. Now, your software that is responsible for doing it, you schedule it. Okay, every night, 12 o'clock, you start backup. Right. You schedule it, you forget it. That's it. Now, backup software should be taken care of. Once in a while, okay, Windows updates installed or some sort of a conflict between Windows update and the backup software, right? Right. Now, backup software is not doing that anymore. It gives you a bubble, but you, how, how long the bubble is going to be? Right. Probably one time, two times, and you ignore it. And the backup software is not backing up. But you, in back of your mind, you think it is backing up. So there is no backup really happening. So when your hard drive is crashed, you have no backup. Mm-hmm. So only way is take the machine to the, I don't know, Geek Squad or Micro Center, wherever, and they try to retrieve it. And if they can't do it, then you have to unscrew the hard drive and send it to a laboratory where they open the hard disk and try to retrieve it, which is a very, very expensive process. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go that route. Take it from the guts. That's right. <laughs> so, so if we're buying, a, and Paul and I sell a lot of businesses, so if yeah. we're buying, a, and I'm talking buyer, mm-hmm. buyer's buying a business, mm-hmm. what should he look for in an existing software that's on site? Is there any um, precautions they should take? Absolutely. Okay. Can they call you? You come and take a look at it? Yes. And, well, and see... That's my bread and butter. Okay. Perfect. Let's talk about that a little bit. <laughs> that is true. Uh, I'll give you a couple of examples, mm-hmm. business cases. I mean, stories, we all love the stories. Sure. Right? So, uh, one of the uh, customers that we have, they have in, they're in Florida. They were buying, it's an MLS company, so they were buying a different MLS company. When I say MLS, it means it's all the Multi-level real estate data. Multi-level marketing, right. It's all the real estate data. So one real estate company is buying another real estate company. They want to bring that data merge into the new, this current owner who is buyer, right? Mm-hmm. So their strategy to integrate the data was to bring in 30 employees. This is a large sum of data, right? 30 employees to sit there and do the data entry mm-hmm. because they couldn't read the data, whatever the reason. I'm talking 
manual data entry. We are looking at thousands of hours of manual for sure, data for entry. Sure. But when we look at it, you don't need. You can make these systems talk to each other. You may have to custom write a bridge that can talk to between both systems and then transfer the data. Right. But somebody has to do that. Somebody has to analyze it. Merge but it and everything. Map the data sure. and then transfer it, right? So is that possible or not? When you are buying a business, how how old their systems are? Can I even make a technology handshake to transfer the data? Or can I upgrade that software? Mm -hmm. Or is it proprietary software? So what kind of technology are they using is very, very important. Mm -hmm. And another example, I've uh, I had a one of the customers, they're in medical industry, dental clinic. They were buying another dental clinic. And they just, owner decided, okay, I'm buying the dental clinic. They paid the money on cash and they brought them on board. Right. But when you look at it, their technology is so far behind that we are, they had to invest lot more than what they anticipated mm -hmm. to bring that company up sure. and integrate into their business. So it's very, very important. Uh, buyers have to look at it. What is the technology they're using and how can I bring that into my current technology? Absolutely. Element? It's got to be a fit too. So right. I, I had a question for you, Shri. Yes. So I'm listing a business. Yes. I go in there. I look at their technology, right? It's older. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm not an expert like you in IT. Mm -hmm. I call you up. Mm -hmm. I have you come in, give them a consultation, mm -hmm. and uh, we evaluate that their, you know, their their technology is way behind mm -hmm. to update this. You know, thousands of dollars, mm -hmm. if not ten grand, let's say. Do we take that in consideration when I value the business? Do I tell the owner, listen? You're behind on your technology. A new owner is going to have to come in, revamp everything. It's going to cost you about $10,000. Therefore, we have to adjust the, the valuation of the business by about that price. Would you, would you agree with that? It is certainly need to be done. But a lot of times, hey, do we really want to look at the elephant in the room or we don't want to? <laughs> We don't. We don't. So if somebody is wanting to sell the business, they're already... He, he, he's got his mindset. I'm, sure. I'm, sure. I'm selling this thing. I'm, I'm yeah. done. I want to get out I of it. I want to get out. Right? That's up to you what you want to do over Exactly. Hey, Paul, you want me to put more money into it for yes. selling it? <laughs> Absolutely. But there is Turn another... Key. That, that is correct. But there is another perspective you have to look at it. If you are, let's say, for example, you have a house. If you go to a realtor and you say, hey, do you want to sell my house? Certainly, a realtor will tell you, you have a mess in the basement. It's all it's all a mess, right? right. Mm -hmm. Do you want to present that mess to the prospective buyer or you want to just pay a few bucks for somebody, clean, clean it, it up, it up sure. and make it presentable, mm -hmm. right? That's the realtor do. As a broker, my recommendation is you do that, right? So, hey, let's clean up some mess here and so that the business is presentable. Mm -hmm. And so naturally, when your business is presentable, it, gives you more value. So we're selling pretty much any type of business out right. there, right? So at the end of the day, we only know so much to look for. We read financials. That's how we value a business. Certainly. But we can't go in there and say, listen, that POS system you're using is 10 years old. 
you know, there's three versions that have came out already mm-hmm. since. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have – sometimes we have the eye for it, but it takes an expert in the industry Absolutely. to go in there and say, look, this is what you're going to have to do. You know, yes. you know, expect to discount the business so much because this stuff is so obsolete. Mm-hmm. It's not even um, supported anymore. Right. Uh, so if it breaks down, that's it. But that you know, true. that's going to be a hard cost to the new buyer. Right, right, right. Right? Absolutely. So, you know. No, you need, you, you see, if you, in your listing, if you list out what technology they, are, they currently have, actually you have a uh, better edge than your competitors as a business broker. That was my next question. Right. Get the edge over the competitor, <laughs> the you know. Yes. Absolutely. Right. So you have an edge over the competitors, right? Not only that, you're actually helping the buyers with better clarity and no surprises after they buy it. Sure. Right. Sure. right? So that gives you, you are in a better good books with the buyer, which may give you more opportunities in future. In most situations, I agree with you, that will help with an experienced buyer buying something in that industry. For example, if they're buying a, uh, a car dealership, mm-hmm. um, if they own multiple car dealerships, they know the software that they need to be using. Mm-hmm. But if it's a first-time buyer, they have no clue. So no, we have to true. educate them. Uh, that gives you a, a lot of um, advantage mm-hmm. when you are educating not only the seller, but also the buyer. The buyers, absolutely. Yeah. Just simply showing that one small piece of information m- differentiates you and makes you a unique broker in the market than well, otherwise. The only way we're going to accomplish that is using unique solutions. Also, <laughs> you are more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Call me anytime. Sri, you're local, I national. Am. Yes. Um, you're out of Michigan, but you handle the, all 50 states if someone were to call you? or Yes, correct. Okay, because I know you were talking about uh, Florida, so you do have it in other states too. Yes, uh, we have customers not only United States; we also serve some of the customers in Canada. Okay, uh, but because of that reason, we don't claim that we are an international company. Right. Um, but ninety percent of our work is uh, we have the customers all across the okay. United States. And yes, my office is located in Royal Oak. Okay. Uh, very conveniently near to the intersection of I-75 and 696. Yeah, beautiful restaurants, everything out that way. Yes, <laughs> Stop and grab something to eat. <laughs> very quick and very easy. Very to get quick to and easy and get right to <laughs> back to the central. office. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> How do we know if we're making the most out of our IT system? What do we do? Well, first of all, I know we talked early on, you were saying, you know, or Paul, you actually brought up a good point is, you know, getting the employees trained mm-hmm. on all aspects. Correct. Right? That um, is correct. It's not just a basic POS system or anything of that sort. It's it's on all aspects. It is it. correct. Education is very, very important. Mm-hmm. You may invest so much money into buying the technology, right. but if you don't educate the end users, you're not getting most out of it. Right. So that is very important. Again. Security software. If you don't educate the users, hey, look for that little red bubble on the bottom. Right. Is it is it is it there or not? Yeah. Right. If they don't look, if they don't know, they don't look for it. Right. Mm-hmm. They say, well, it's IT guys' responsibility. I don't care. <laughs> right. Right. And you know what? I've owned many. And Paul, I know Paul's owned many businesses. 
you know, owner looks at their business a little bit different than employees do. Absolutely. You know, that that's just the sure. nature of it. You know, we're going to make sure that we're on top of it and everything. Now you're telling an employee to do all this stuff too, you know. So right. definitely user-friendly is key, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, take the, the, the steps that need to be taken. I mean, certainly employees are the greatest asset for any business. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a proper education, proper training, and proper relationship with them, it's a trouble. Right. So educate the employees. For sure, for sure. It's, it's, That's it's the best key. way to get most out of your technology. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Excellent. Thank you. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says there was a substantial drop in diabetes deaths in the decade leading up to 2006, especially for deaths resulting from heart disease or stroke that's attributed to diabetes. American adults with diabetes are still more likely to die younger than those who do not have the condition, but the gap is getting smaller. The findings come after researchers looked at data from 1997 to 2004, covering nearly a quarter of a million adults. The mortality rate may be falling for some very simple but sound reasons. People with diabetes were found to be less likely to smoke and more likely to be physically active than they were in the past. And there also have been some improvements in controlling blood pressure and cholesterol levels. But sadly, the news is not all good though, as the CDC also says that the prevalence of diabetes is likely to rise in the future largely due to poor lifestyle choices and obesity. With another Prescription for Your Health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Welcome to BizBuys on New Radio Media. I'm Armin Nazarian. I have Sri Valuka and Paul Haba with me in the studio. And we're talking about IT technology. Mm-hmm. And uh, we left off on um, talking about existing software. Let me ask you, Sri. Um, you buy a business. It's got an existing software there, n- not one that you developed. Mm-hmm. But I want to add to it. Or modify it. Is that something you can do? Go from the back end maybe and modify that? Or is it something that I have to go and get into a whole new software? Well, Armand, that's a very good question. Um, Because I think 9 out of 10, you know, when Paul and I sell businesses, software is in place. Mm -hmm. You may get in there and say, yeah, it's just not, you know, what I want. Or I want to customize it a little bit. Something you can do? Yes. Um, If it is a software that they purchased meaning off the shelf. Okay. A basic example, QuickBooks. Right. Right. If you ask me, hey, there is a feature in the QuickBooks. I didn't like it. I've been asking them. They didn't change it. Can you change it? No, I cannot change it. Because off the shelf softwares, they are packaged softwares. Okay. 
you don't have something called source code okay. in order to make any change to the software. So it's kind of locked out. It's all locked out. It's locked out. out. It's okay. all locked out. And um, number one. Right. And number two, if I break into it and make some changes, I am breaking a lot of legalities. It's illegal, right? <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> Certainly, I don't want to put we my don't want that. into those things, right? But if, sir, if, if there is a company, they already uh, they all have a software that was written by somebody else. Right. This is a lot of times. This is what we deal with. Right. The, cu the customers come to us. They already have a software that's not an off-the-shelf software. And somebody wrote that software, and the developer is disappeared. Or they solved They the went out of business right. for any reason. Correct. And the relationship is no longer good. Right. Or they, the developer's company was bought by somebody else, and they no longer pay attention to these people. So my first question to all these people, all these companies, do you have a source code available? Is that usually like on a manual or something when you buy the software? Or It, it is the software. You see the screen. Okay. Right? That is the software you call you use, use it. Okay. But in order to make that screen or change that screen, the program behind that screen, mm -hmm. computer program behind that screen is called software, the source code. So if you don't have that source code, you cannot make any changes to that software. Okay. In olden days, those softwares, you can decompile, meaning from that software, you can decompile it to derive the source code, and then you make the changes and put it back. But that is not the case anymore in news days. Very, very hard to decompile any software. Okay. So you need to know what kind of software they have. Did they have the software that is bought off the shelf? Or is the software made by somebody else? Custom made. If the if the problem is if the business case is something that you can create an add-on, mm -hmm. yes, we do write add-ons. For example, if the QuickBooks, right? But hey, I want a report, but that is a report is not available in QuickBooks. I want to extract the data and do it. Yes, that is something called add-on that we can write to talk to QuickBooks database and extract the data and then give you the report. Okay. So if it is off-the-shelf software, we can write the add-on, but we cannot change the software itself. Sure. If it is a custom software, we can modify it as long as they have the source code available to make the changes. Right, right. Sometimes it may be cheaper just to do a whole new it is correct program, too. right? It is correct, too. Then spend all these, this time trying to mm -hmm. you know figure it out and uh, add stuff so just... Go with a whole new uh, either uh, new software, buy the new software, or you write the software from the scratch. Right. Uh, especially if the softwares that are being in the in the in the company for well over fifteen years, mm -hmm. they have never upgraded it. So the technology is dilapidated. It's outdated. It's already outdated. You do you cannot upgrade them anymore because it's too far behind the versions. Mm -hmm. So you end up having to write the new tech new right. software. Right. What are we talking price? I know we're talking all this, and it's kind of going right all <laughs> over my head. What, what, what's like a basic uh, program? You know, what do they usually start at? How high can they go? Um, you know, is it, it costs as much as a car? What are we talking? What are we talking numbers? Arvind, you come to me and ask me. If you go to your builder and say, hey, what is the cost of my house? Can you they'll, build a house? They'll, they'll give you an idea. Give us an idea. What are we talking? You know, are we talking, you know, a couple thousand to 10,000? Yeah. What, what's a typical... Um, if we do say a, a small business, you know, or, right. or a medium sized business, what are we looking at? I know there's a lot that you have to take in uh -huh. to consideration. What are we talking number? I mean, wise? instead of giving the number wise, just in general, I'll give you a couple of business sure. cases. Um, I have a, I have a customer who is in California. 
she is a um, nutritionist. Okay. And she practices chiropractic and nutritionist, right? Her objective is simple. I am becoming senior. I can no longer function 40 hours a week. But right. however, I want to continue having the same revenue stream. So how can I reduce my number of hours, yet I will have ability to see the same patients, right. same number right. of patients, right? So we basically wrote a software. Okay. So instead of having a handwritten charts, so now she's using the computer and she can look at all the previous prescribed uh, nutritions and all those things, right? It's a very simple, but it saved her nearly 10 hours a week. For sure. So which we are talking about one, 10 out of 40 hours, so one oh, quarter yeah. of an hour. That adds up, yeah, adds time's up, right? money, you know. So for that simple software we wrote, her investment was about $5,000. Okay. Right. And at the same token, the large corporations, uh, one of my customers is uh, uh, Fortune 500 companies. Right. Um, they have nearly 365 branches all over the United States. Okay. Um, this is a large construction. So they built um, um, uh, what you call uh, large malls, shopping okay. malls, or uh, airports. Right, right, So right. all these large structures. Big ticket items. Big ticket <laughs> items, right. So their board of directors were asking for next 24 months, right. do I have enough work for my people? Right. Right? Or not. So mm -hmm. we have to write a software to answer that question, which required nearly a three-quarter million dollar investment. For sure. So it depends on what is the business case. So right. it's very hard to put a number on a question just like that. Right. But I hope I'm answering your question. Yeah, by absolutely. The absolutely. So we got, we got an idea, you know. Right. So small to medium size, it could be anywhere, depending on the customization of the, the program. Yes. But you're talking anywhere from maybe low end three, four thousand, ten thousand, somewhere right. around that part. That is Plus, right. it also, I'm sure, depends on the support you provide to them, right? How hands on you are mm -hmm. from an IT perspective, right? Correct. Consulting perspective. That is correct. You know, if you're just selling them the product and you're not really doing the supports, it's probably less of a cost. Am I correct? It is certainly. It's a lot of softwares that we write, uh, we don't add on any support cost. It is customized software. It's basically, in my case, is as long as my bill is paid, copyrights is yours, source code is yours, and everything is yours. When you need any changes, come to me, we will change it. Great, That's great. great. So we make it in a way that there is no need for a support unless they wanted some changes to it. Right. Perfect. So right. that's how we do it. Great, great. Sri, it was a great pleasure having you on the show. We're winding it down. Paul, always a pleasure having Absolutely. you. How can Arman, somebody get in touch with you? Well, they can go onto my website. USAT, What's the website? USAT for Technologies, mm -hmm. INC.com. It's a unique solutions of advanced technologies. Okay. Is, USATinc.com. Great. Is there a, a line they could call? Do you have an uh, office sure. line? Sure, 248-681-1283. Perfect. Great. And, uh, it's a simple number. Awesome. Uh, awesome. It was a great pleasure number. having you on the show, and uh, we'll hopefully see you soon. Arman, thank you very much for you inviting bet. me. I greatly appreciate it. I really enjoy it. I hope I have given the valuable information it's for very you. Very much. You learned a lot. Very much. Thank you very much. Paul, thank you very much for the introduction. Absolutely. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.